Right, here we are again, episode 11 of the official Arbroath FC podcast, Usual Suspects with me, to my right, Jamie Cadman, how are we doing Jamie? Hi folks, good to be here again. Good show, and to my left, Fermer. Hi guys, doing, all good, all good. Good show, and... Nice, you managed to get in this week, well done. Not oh, wrong. it's going to be like that, is it? <laughs> quick. And one half of our dynamic duo management team, we'll call you the A-team, we've got Pink... <laughs> With us this evening, how are we doing, Pink? I'm good, thanks very much. Good shot, brilliant to have you here. Thank you. Um, got a lot to, to sort of cram in for everybody that's uh, watching or, or listening. This is Valentine's night they were recording it, so yeah. thanks everybody for giving up their time as well, uh, yeah. especially Marius is uh, doing all the camera work yeah. for us. Always good to have a bit of Pink on Valentine's night. Oh. There you go. <laughs> going to do that straight away, isn't it? <laughs> we always start off with a review of the games. Wraith. Is it the last game that we that we had here at home? Game of two halves for me. Yeah, game of two halves for me as well. I was up in the commentary box with Scotty and uh, Fraser, helping my boob. Oh, uh, but yeah, I, I thought we were going to, before, like I said it in the last podcast, I thought we were really going to give Wraith a doing. I had it in a feeling I thought we were looking a lot better. We started very well, wind against our backs, a uh, few corners, and I thought we were looking really positive. Michael McKenna's corners were causing a wee bit of damage. Uh, we took the lead in 20 minutes for me that was kind of why it, I mean Pink will maybe say different for me it's where it kind of stopped for a wee while we, we, we kept on attacking for a wee while then we seemed to fall out of it I thought I was hoping we'd go in at half time a couple up because there was no two dudes that Wraith were going to come, uh, come back second half uh, very very difficult uh, I, I think perhaps we were a wee bit hard done till we we had a chance there, uh, Stevie Heatherington had a chance up at the, this end here. I think if that had went in, that would have changed the, the whole thing of the game, but sometimes they didn't go and that's it. Uh, then, of course, Wraith equalised. To be fair, Wraith had two good goals. I mean, we kind of kind of fault I, their no, goals. No, I, uh, I'm not so sure I, I would blame anybody for the goals. I just thought they were good goals. Uh, they really did push hard against the wind, and that, that was pretty much it. I was a bit disappointed, to be fair. Uh, allowed to be that fair summary pink or? Well, I am surprised at that I thought <laughs> I was, uh, I was spot on actually I started and faded but uh, no I, I think yeah, it's my 100% right uh, we weren't just disappointed we were absolutely devastated and uh, did we deserve to win it probably not I think uh, in the end race rovers uh, controlled the horrendous wind a wee bit better to the point that they got the ball down and played it and got some width and got crosses into the box. So, uh, But we were, uh, I, I certainly wouldn't say we were, we were going to give them a doing, but uh, but equally, I, I thought we were up for our work. We had a lot of great sign-ins, the whole club, the whole team is looking good now. But uh, I thought that probably race overs deserved it on the day. They were slightly better than us and uh, we didn't manage the conditions. We rightly should have gone in or... We would have been, it would have been better for us if we'd gone in with a couple of goals. But no, I think they deserved in the end, but we were gutted and we just need to pick ourselves up and let's move forward. And that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. And it's probably, we're still, you know, the, the number of new signings that we have brought in, there's still an element of gelling to, to, to do as well. Would that be fair to say? Aye, that's a, that's a good point. The uh, I know that you have to watch because I certainly don't want to come over as if we're making excuses all the time, but... And you don't need me to tell you that. I mean, the first half of the season was really poor, unacceptable as far as we're concerned. That's it. But you know, but the team has made magnificent strides forward, yeah. and we know that we're going to have a better uh, second half of the season. But you also know that the rest of them are going to be sitting on their hands, so they're going to be trying as well. So, but I think that uh, yeah, we, uh, we 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 know what we've got to do, but it's going to be a serious battle. And we can battle with it. That's a that's a tough Gayfield debut, though, isn't it, for the new signings in that wind? It you is. Know, that's I like know. thrown out the deep end a wee bit. Right, James. I think that this again, no excuse. The it was it's about the first time and all the time I've been here that the kind of conditions worked against us, <laughs> you know, and because uh, it spoiled it because we we we've got a good team and uh, but we didn't really get the ball. See, one one of the things I would say is that I was just thinking about it our night the. I mean, the vast majority of teams in this league, and we were the same last year, they're settled. We've got a system. Yeah. We've got a method of playing. They've got, you know, they, they shut the back door off. And, and, uh, and so, but we, we, because we've come such, through a, such a transition, 
and you know moved eight players or moved seven players on and brought eight players in we need time to settle and I thought that showed in the Retrovers game that the fact that they were a more kind of settled system and what we've got to do is uh, yeah and we see it in the training we've got to, to, to gel everyone in and get them playing the way we want to play showing our DNA They'll definitely make a difference. Once they've, you know, give it a couple of weeks, and I think well, we I don't think we've got that. I know sooner rather than I don't think we've got that. I don't think we've got that because, the, as I've said earlier, I've already alluded to that uh, we're excited about our team just now, and uh, but we're under no illusions that uh, how hard it's going to be. There's two things going to happen for me. We're all, we're going to get on a run and, and enjoy ourselves, or we're going to be it's going to be an almighty battle. I'm afraid it's the latter. And uh, but we can scrap like the rest of them, so we'll bring it on. Absolutely. Was that the reason for the uh, closed door game at the weekend, or has that been arranged well in advance anyway? No, no, no. Well, we have to. Yeah, no. It was we were uh, we were out of the cup, so and uh, we want to keep the momentum going. We want to bring these players in, make sure they're playing, and uh, we had a great game against uh, St. Johnson. And uh, so yeah, it was just a matter of keeping it going and trying to uh, you know trying to blend these boys in. To, plus, we need a wee bit of while for them to understand Dick's accent, because I mean, it's <laughs> not something that, uh, not something that they'll pick up overnight. Yeah. But so we had to, we had to kind of get together and do our best, you know. <laughs> Was there positives to take from the St Johnston game as well? Yeah, particularly the first half. No, ah, great, great yeah. positives. I thought there was nothing in the game, and uh, I thought that uh, St Johnston was what you would expect. A really first class team, good players, good strength. Uh, good mobility, good experience, but I thought we more than matched them in the first half. Second half, they were a bit better than us. We kind of changed things about a bit, and uh, but oh yeah, absolutely well worth the exercise. And of course, we went out afterwards, and yeah. had, uh, the chairman was great, and the directors were a kind of whole get together with the club, and. Uh, we're going to invite Alan, but he was never prepared to put a fiver in the kitty. Right. Not enough grey goose. Not the first time. Not the first time. Not enough grey goose. And then we had a week kind of get together. Oh, he's banned from most places in our brothel. <laughs> as you can appreciate, just kind of getting the guys, getting the guys uh, blended in. So, I think so it's, all in all, it was great. Then on Monday, we had a great training session. We had a good training session today. So we just need to, we know what's ahead of us, so bring it on. Eh? You can never underestimate team bonding. Getting them out of the gallery. Oh, absolutely. And, it, and it's the best thing, you know, you're letting their hair off and then getting into Kenobdy in a week and chatting the corner or whatever Kenobdy around the bit. It's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's hope it pays dividends on Saturday. Well, that's it. At what point do you, or you might already have done <coughs> it, at what point do you and Dick start thinking about the, the plan plan for uh, Saturday for Cove? In oh, terms of shape, time. formation, right? Long time away. I mean, we've watched uh, Cove three times in the last month. And we've had them watched a further two times, yeah. so we know uh, we we know what what uh, where Cove are, and uh, we know it's more it's more what we do as well, and uh, but no, that'll be a tremendously hard game, and uh, we've but we've we've got something to kind of, uh, we've got something to look forward to. The last time up there, we were really poor, and that's not ah, something yeah, that was yeah, not one of the best games. That's doesn't for sure. Sit, doesn't right. sit well with us that that last performance, but equally, I mean, Cove have done brilliantly this season. And uh, they're a good side, and they'll get a they'll get a total respect. But we're certainly we're certainly up for it, yeah, big time. And the support that we're taking up is, I think, fantastic. Because we are on for about three buses. Well, there's definitely two for thirties, uh, and I think that I spoke to Johnny Boo there on Saturday, and he said there was something like twenty two or twenty five in there one. So yeah. can, straight away, that's a massive yeah. support. Obviously, I'm in hospitality. It's what you can expect, like. obviously. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, there'll be 10 for that. get in, obviously. Yeah, I would imagine I'll get in this time. Like, there's no enough time between Arbro and Aberdeen <laughs> to get in. <laughs> you see, I, I find that uh, this is important because there's no point in dwelling in the past. You can learn from the past, but there's no point in dwelling it. And uh, our whole club's been kind of magnificent for the last a lot of years and we've all been together now we haven't given the fans much to shout about but uh, we need them we need we need everyone shoulder to the pump uh, you know sleeves rolled up to the shoulders and uh, and I'm sure they will they, they, they will support us in big style because we, we're kind of developing our, the, the kind of our growth attitude yeah. and we've been doing that over the last three or four weeks so we're going to be in an, an almighty battle but we've got talent but we need the supporters, yeah. we need everyone behind us. I, I, I think the fans, certainly at our away games, we are getting guys now 
looking to go to Hamilton. Hamilton was one of the games that we thought we might not run a burst. Obviously, because of the last incidents down there, nobody was just too keen in going back. Uh, but it looks like the bus is going to do well there. And especially since it's a Friday night now as well, Ken, that's, that's a game shifted. Aye. So, Ken, to get a big support on a Friday night down there uh, is a good thing. So it's looking good. I think the away games, we've certainly got a lot of people that want to go in it. And it, we'll, we'll touch on it, uh, albeit they've got one or two issues as well, but the young ultras is filling buses. Aye. You can, Aye. So we're getting a lot of these youngsters going, Do these youngsters make more noise than Alderines. So it, it, it creates atmosphere. That's bound to help the players. We'd maybe want them to just be a, a tad better behaved at the home games, but <laughs> uh, we might just touch on that a wee bit, I suppose, because uh, it's, it's all great and well, the club's supporting the youngsters, and the youngsters coming in and, and being great, but it's like anything else, they've got to learn how to behave, they can't just be, can't just be launching missiles at away fans, that's not what it's about. Yeah. Can abuse, can, abuse is a wrong word, but can a wee bit of verbal banter between fans and that, that's fine. But that's, so we just want the young ultras to just can behave a wee bit, can, look to Fermer for an example. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so in the Cove game, I'm I'm looking forward to the Cove game. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. For a wee while, I was a bit panicky, but I'm I'm liking the new signings. I'm liking the I'm liking how the Abdi's saying at the coast feeling. Pink's telling us that he can had a good night on, on Friday night. Yeah, can that uh, I speak to Bobby. Bobby's quite positive, and he he said this morning. He texted me this morning. Great training session last night. Fair Murray says so. It's, it's, it's get, so they kind of things. If it's coming along, and I'm sitting at well, the fans is fans is ready. So it's not good. We spoke mm. about this before in training, but there is positivity. Yeah, there's not. Then you know, it's your job to keep them up for the games, isn't it? So there's not an issue there. No, 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 not at all. They're no, no, no. Our players are very, very, very good professionals. Remember too that the vast majority of our team have been being with us. And uh, for a long time, and, the, and the, our success and the way we go about things is ingrained in them. So they're more disappointed than we are at our poor performances uh, way back. But not not lately. Lately, yeah. we're starting to look like ourselves every single game. But no, no, they're just a, a fabulous set of boys. Dick's quite good at that, actually. He's, he's, he's good at some. He's brilliant at it. But no, we've got a. a the thing is, well, what we say, and that, this is never going to change, guys. It's in our DNA. People come to the training for to enjoy themselves. Yeah, of course. Now, I enjoy working with them. Yeah. Fairman's been up yeah. a few times, and uh, but I, the, our training is always a load of fun. But the tempo and the professionalism is first class. So that would never stop. If that stops, well, we shouldn't be there. So you've got, you you've, you've got to combine this kind of professional uh, improvement with. Uh, a fantastic uh, commitment to winning. There's no point. There's no point being there. And we, I, I can see that. I can kind of taste that equally. Only thing that's important is uh, the way we go about our job against Cove, and the rest will look after itself. You were saying you were telling us earlier on you were up the day training, mm. putting on a wee bit extra work with the with the strikers. Aye, aye. aye. The, I mean, I just said to you earlier, or we were talking. Uh, you know, Earlier, they've got you've got to blend guys in, and uh, so I I was up this this afternoon on on the pitch for most of the afternoon working with the strikers, making sure they're combining well, making sure that uh, we know where we're going and what we're doing, and uh, and it was good. I I thought they were good. Their banter was good as well. Uh, You know, so. I didn't know that some of them had a personality. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw there was kind of two for one in all these. I think they do two boys bought one, but, but they're just a great, aye, good set of boys. And they loved it as well. Yeah. Kind of putting the effort in and coming up and kind of putting yourself out for folk. How, with the new players in particular, how does it how does it work with Barry? Do you say to Barry, we want a particular type of player and he goes out to try and help find them? Or does he make a recommendation and you guys no, no, assess no. them? Or how, What's the, sort of, the no. dynamic there? No, 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 it's, uh, well, aye. Well, Barry works probably close with myself and the whole club. The, uh, I mean, all this, all the infrastructure we've been in, recruitment's been there for 18 months. It's not been done in the last uh, month. I mean, we, and it's the same for next year. Yeah. We're already planned. Uh, Barry's got an important part to play now. You cannot, yeah, I don't think anybody in the world understands how difficult it is. For recruit, I mean, I've one of the companies I've got is a recruitment course, and uh, I can I tell can, you, but I can't. It's hard for recruitment. I'm trying to say, but I can tell you something, guys, for what it's worth. And I've made a pig's ear of it uh, this year. 
Uh, but I can tell you what, uh, you would not know how hard it is. So for one, I would not for, expect Barry and his team and Craig for one second to turn down players in, in a week. It takes six months a year. We're already planning for for the next January's window. Really? Because uh, we've already got our team in place for next year. Uh, but last year we didn't have. Right. We didn't have. And if, if I'm honest with myself, if you reflect on the success that worked against us last year, we came into the season, of course, we were fighting for points with Kilmarnock, and there was a point between us and our whole oh, focus. And then, but we, we took our eye off the ball a little because we then kind of let players go that we maybe shouldn't have let go. Yeah. Good, good guys, and we were looking after them. So the next thing we're left with a golf. I mean, yeah. not now. We, we've got all our plans in place. And Barry, Barry and Craig are great. These guys, they well, they go to games every week. Yeah. Right. And then report back on players and, and games and, and give us it. And then uh, we identify players that they want to go and look at further. And then I spend maybe about six to ten phone calls a day really? with, with Barry. Boring as hell. But him and I are on the same page. But and I think he's learning as well just how difficult this is. I mean, it's just... You would not believe, I can tell you, even just, it doesn't matter the names, because I'm not like that as a guy, but the guys I talk to, who are big, big names in, in British football, they've all got the same problem. It's really? all about recruitment. It's, a com- it's, all it's about a competitive recruitment. market, isn't it? Everybody's after the same thing. Everybody, look at Liverpool, yeah. look at Leeds, look at all the teams, it's everybody's, all about recruitment. Yeah, everybody's after, no matter what you're looking for, everybody's after, after the, the top 10% oh, of what's out there. Yeah. And it's, it's not, and it's it's like you say you need a striker, but everybody's after a striker. Yeah. And you're not going to get, Aye. you're not going to, they're, they're not going to let your uh, their best players go. Aye. And uh, that's the dilemma, that, that's the kind of the measure of our relative success. That, uh, But we're, we're getting there now and we're on it and, and uh, we, as I say with Barry and Craig, you're very, very good at their job. They, uh, add, they, so we're covering the games, but we're covering all over, all over uh, Britain really. And... And to, to a large extent in Europe as well. It's great and, uh, to hear. So, right, it's just what we do, and it's uh, already our plans are. I mean, our focus is to stay in this league, obviously. Naturally. And uh, but uh, I don't see why uh, our growth shouldn't win the championship in years to come. Well, probably know we mean that, like because we're too old. But <laughs> but uh, no, I don't see why they shouldn't, because they're, they're a good club. But all our focus just now is staying in this league, and uh, but. The getting the players is just absolutely incredible difficult. We do brilliantly in Scotland, and uh, but oh God, I, I can tell you the amount of times that uh, I don't know 50, 60 players we've spoken to, I've spoken to, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, it's, it's difficult to get them. But listen, everyone will tell you the same same story. But bring it on, it's uh, and you can and you've got this issue. Some of the even the bigger clubs they will, will develop their academies. And, and and I think their academies are only relatively successful. No great players coming through their academies, you know. But and but that's one and that's something that we don't do, and and quite rightly don't do. But we've we've got an infrastructure in place now that's first class in terms of recruitment. So we'll, we'll get the benefit of it. What's your biggest frustration as a management team then? <sighs> hey, Dick. No, no, <laughs> no, no. no. My, my my biggest frustration. It's potentially recruitment. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any... And that's the word, frustrate, frustration. It's, uh, it's not something that we don't know. And uh, we've developed uh, some intellectual potential there, intellectual, a, ma- a massive amount of experience in uh, recruitment and work permits and agents and all over it. So that that's immensely frustrating for me. And the frustrating thing for me about it is that you spend all your time doing this and you don't do what you're really good at which is spending time coaching your own <coughs> players on the park. And, uh, but we're doing that now and uh, but other than that uh, I no I, I, I don't get frustrated I get disappointed this year because you know we because we've kind of let ourselves down a little as far as I'm concerned but and uh, but the, the, the players are magnificent magnificent and magnificent set of lads and uh, so I get a bit frustrated at times because you feel you're letting them down. And uh, but equally, the uh, and you just want everyone to be together. And if they're together, they, 
I booked her a middle to top championship club. Do you think you already touched on that you worked in recruitment in the business sphere? Is that easier than in the football world? Because you're quite, you're obviously Aye. quite successful in yeah. business. Yeah. Is it just a different yeah, mar- well, market? Here's a pitch. The skills not crossover. Here's, 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 here's a pitch coming here. I'm uh, if you want recruitment company, I'll be Scotland, right? Obviously, but you know we do permanent recruitment, we do engineering, we do temporary recruitment. Done that for thirty-five years. So you know where you're recruiting directors or labourers or something. We've got all that experience. Uh, but to answer your question honestly. It's just a different. See the thing. The thing about recruitment is you're dealing with people, so you can you know you can set up, you can recruit people, you can generate the candidates, you can talk to them, you can objectively score them, match their skills against this that, and the next thing, but they just can't be bothered, or they're tire kickers and they're looking to see what you Mm. can pay them, so they can go back to their own boss and say you can pay me more. So the recruitment anyway, I'll tell you, the (coughs) recruitment industry is immensely difficult, and it's doubly difficult in football, because it's doubly difficult in football. Because I'll tell you what, because Dick says you never see a bad video. Right? <laughs> so I've got, I mean, I've got, I've got, I can tell myself, 100 videos like of goals. players who've scored great goals, and you think, how the hell did you do that? Right. You know, but uh, so, you, so, you know, you can track, you can do your track record stuff and check people out yeah. and then do it properly, and, uh, but it's, uh, right, so, for example, I sent, uh, I didn't send, I phoned up a friend of mine down south the week there about this player that I couldn't go and see. Well, well-tracked player. We've done all of the history on him and all of the rest of it, but we haven't seen him. So we're not going to take any until we see him. And I phoned a friend of mine, which you all know, but I think it's fair to talk. I said to him, George, pink, pink here, what are you doing on Friday night? Whatever you tell me to do, I'll be there because he just loves us to bits. So he's a guy that's played played at a high level down in England. So I went for him to see this. I said, I want you to go and see this guy. Bum, 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 bum. He knows the score. And he said, aye. So he phoned me about 20 to 11 at night and said, I don't know if I can see what he tells you. There <laughs> 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 you go. Go for it, mate. Go for it. He says, aye. Pink, he's not for us. He's a fud. <coughs> he's a fud. So, and that's a generalisation. Which is not, not not very fair, I know that, but but equally qualified it was saying. It's not for us. Not doesn't doesn't do nothing, you know about the ball. Doesn't do this, doesn't do that, and, and the subject lasted five minutes. So we've been tracking this guy for six months yeah. or five months or three months, and that's just one example. Yeah, yeah. And all yeah. the other clubs have it of and and the boy wasn't he an an FUD, he was probably not quite as bad as that. But uh yeah, punch spelling it now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's just showing up. No, no, no. Well, no, 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 no but but uh, I can't I, I really cannot tell you guys the uh, how frustrating it's been in, in recruitment. But we've kinda learned we've got an infra- we've got a structure in place now. And uh, the club, the chairman, the directors, Dick, the bathroom staff, Barry, Craig. You know, we're all working closely. As I've said, I, I must speak to Barry six or eight times a day. You know, I'm absolutely... Fair play to you. Oh, it is. It's hard going. Uh-huh. Oh, it's honestly hard, hard going. But hey, we've all got to take a turn, eh? <laughs> <laughs> You're doing more than most. <laughs> but the best of falling in that trap with videos, haven't they? You know, as soon as I fell into that trap, Jim McLean signing guys on videos and they were just absolute fuds. Unbelievable. So it's just because Pink used it. You oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a new catchphrase soon. Uh, what do you do, though, boys? Scotty Strachan will use it. No, what do you do? You guys, come on, you'll see yourself. What do you do? You can look at somebody's track record and if they've played at a higher level, fine, you've got to respect them for that. But you, you don't know if they've gone off the boil through yeah. injuries. You don't know what their personal circumstances are. Yeah, it's just so, so difficult. And uh, and then, of course, you've got agents who are vast majority of them are great, but, fast, but they're kind of... I mean, you feel like going back to them and saying, wait a minute here. He's the, this guy who's brilliant, he's not yeah. brilliant at all. Well, we and I've just spent 16 phone calls yeah. talking to you about yeah. it. Yeah. We said that with Spinny in the last pod. You yeah. know, some, sometimes it just doesn't click in a club. Yeah, aye. The player well, might go to the next true. club and be great. It's true. Just it's true. It's true, but getting them, it's, uh, but the idea is for me, it's like, it's, you're sorry, going back to you, I know it is recruitment. That's okay. The biggest, because I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of days for different reasons. Our biggest issue facing us is, uh, well, obviously, it's uh, staying in this league, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, and that's something that we've, we have got to master. And uh, But you have to plan. And believe me, you have to plan windows ahead. 
you do you cannot survive if you you go in anyway and last year we went into a scenario here Great, fantastic season. It was great and everything. We had some great players playing with us and for different, reason, different reasons, we let them go because some of the guys were wanting to play more, yeah. other guys changed their jobs. And we let them go. Decent guys did the right thing. We shouldn't have because that created a gulf and we we're sitting with drawers down because we don't have anybody else to replace them. Whereas that's not like that now. We're kind of planning yeah. ahead. So the, I think the, imme- the, the kind of medium future I think is quite secure. I think the fans will appreciate you saying that that you you probably got it wrong. Uh, and no, I did got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you only say that because you can't dick when I oh, listen. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that was me. It was me. It was totally me. You got it wrong. To be honest, without a shadow of a doubt. I won, but the thing is, hey, you, you can't. I'm not a bad person, um, right? So you can't dwell on it. It's but you learn from it, and you've got to be smart on your feet oh, and learn from it. You learn from your mistakes. That's. I mean, I didn't care this. Scotty Strachan, fair play to him, he's quite good at his research. He told me, and I didn't believe it, we signed 20 players this year. Right. And you didn't realise that until somebody tells you how much mm. players you've signed, and you go, God almighty, but what I'm pleased to hear sitting here is how far ahead we're, we're looking. Oh, I know. Uh, Absolutely. So for me, I'm, I'm chuffed. I've learned something. So I want to know who typed that in a browser for Scotty Strachan. <laughs> Scotty's a genius, isn't he? <laughs> and he'll know me longer he tells you that. <laughs> Scotty, we're only joking, mate. <laughs> Remember, the, the heartbeat of our team is there. Yeah. And it will be there for a long yeah. And we've got all our, play, all our players, most of our players here for the time we want them to be here. And more and longer. And they're the guys that set the standards. And, uh, and, and without uh, repeating myself, uh, they'll be as disappointed as we are and you are and, and the club is and the fans are uh, how poor we've been relatively poor we've been relatively uh, but it's just unacceptably not good enough whereas and you feel for them because yeah, you know we're better than that and we're better than we've performed this year I think we're as good as any team in the league just now but the problem is we've given people a start and their teams have got consistency and they've got a bit of confidence and they've, got their, and they've got momentum going. Yeah. We've got to try and do that quickly, but bring it on, eh? I still I th- think it's the kind of league where any team can beat any oh, team. It's a um, shot of a doubt. It's a tough league. It's a shot of a When we go to Dundee, we beat Dundee. We go to Morton, we beat Morton. Uh, Cove go to Patty Thistle. And we uh, to come. Queen's Park were flying there. They've lost mm. a couple of games. So, God, it's just... Of all the seasons, that's five or six now, or four or five, in the, in the championship, the uh, I've never seen it as tight as it is just now. You know, I was looking at something the other night. Yeah, sorry, it was a mirror. But the, uh, <laughs> I was, can you see it for love bites? Eh? The, uh, you see, what, if you look at the teams, if you look at the teams in our league, uh, I think Race Rovers, have scored, I've got nine points out of 15. That's the last five games, which, yeah. is, which are important. Some of the startles will, will, will catch me out here probably, but basically it's this. So they've got nine, and then I think maybe Inverness or somebody else has got eight. All the other teams have got six and seven. Yeah. So what that tells that's all the other teams, they've only got six or seven. So they're all beating one another. Yeah. You with me? And uh, that's, what we, that's why we, we're going in to the last wee bit of the season Full under no illusions that, I know I know what we'll do and Dick knows what we'll do. the club knows that we'll be a hard team to beat yeah. but I'll tell you what they're all going to be sitting they're not going to be sitting in their hands hand us hand us I'm looking at kind of last run in I'm, I'm trying to be positive but I'm just looking at a worst case scenario mm-hmm. if our things goes again if, if we're looking for Cove to be doing getting a bad result at the end yeah, of the yeah. season to help us again their last games against Morton in the week of four they've got Dundee neither one of them is is, is easy for them we've got Hamilton uh, and I think we've got Carly the week of four Hamilton Hamilton and Partick sorry you can no. no no easy games no. either so I mean I hang, I hang there is the thing is Al, the thing is it's, it's your prerogative and everybody's prerogative to look at these games but believe me I can tell you, we will never, ever do that. You start going down that road, you're in trouble. Because as sure as, you know, your backside's pointing down the way, 
uh, you're expecting uh, somebody to go and uh, uh, Dundee to be a hammer and hammer and beat them three 0 <laughs> You know what I mean? So you, you discard. It's a cliche. One, they, one game at a time. I know, but it's right, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's looking after yourself as it? well. Oh, what we yeah. do. Well, well, that's all we can do. But I'm just, I'm just saying, Ken, as part of it, we can all yeah, look after yeah, ourselves, and, and, and that's what we have to do. We've got to get the cold. We've got to get the Partick. Like Hamilton. But there's one thing for sure: you can't play with a sore leg. Oh, do you want to say? So, we've got to go about our business properly. Huh? Huh? That doesn't say we're going to give people a say leg every week, but at the same time, you get in there. <laughs> <laughs> you get in there. You get in there and compete, don't you? You dance in part. Yeah, give me your seat. You play like I used to play. <laughs> my manager used to say, well, look at that oh. number nine, he's yours. Oh, <laughs> right. Dick and Young, honestly, they were two great players, but oh, they were the dirtiest Aye. bastards I've ever played against. Is that right? Huh? Great, good, good players were very good. Who's the best player you ever played against? Played against? No, played against life. For you, who's the best you ever played against? Okay, Gave right. you the hardest time as a player. Kind of, Is that right? Oh, I, uh, definitely. And uh, but also played in uh, the. Uh, that was testimonial. But you were up front. How was the Gleesh marking you? <laughs> no, I was playing in the field at the time. You know, I was kind of. Oh God, I was. When we played at East End at Dunfermline, there, I was because I was halfway to the first road bridge. And, 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 you know, you know, it was he was the best. Why? Well, one of the best players I've played against. I've played a lot of decent players, but but uh, at that time, I was a, I thought I was a brilliant player, right? And then after three years, when the manager said to me I was the worst midfield player in Britain, right? So I can't I can't take that on board, and then went up, and then went up front. And then, <laughs> I said, you see this? is almost certainly. I said, what in? So I went, and, uh, went up front and the rest of the history. Yeah, the worst sparking in the world. I'll be a plumber then. <laughs> well, you know, eh? You've got to laugh at that. We'll touch on your, your own oh, playing career, but one of, the, one of the, the most asked questions that we've had when we've said that you're coming on is, now we all know the answer, but most people want to know why do you get called pink oh god everybody asks me that it's boring as hell it's a uh, I was a runner you know at the school yeah and uh, but uh, you know I liked and uh, there was a, a lo- the honest truth is there's a local club Petrivia Petrivia Running Club you know and uh, it was I used to run I used to do the 800 800 metres, right? And just wait to get around the bend in the last bend and see you later. Oh, that's a killer. See you, pal, eh? And then, <laughs> and I was just this guy, and I was only about 14, 15 at the time I was running at school, and this guy says to me, well, here he comes, the Pink Panther, right? And, uh, and since then, I've always been called Pink, and actually, one of my sons gets called Pink, but that's the boring side, and, uh, but, Christ, there's loads of other, loads of other bloody takes on it, but, uh, no, that's where I get called Pink. So you're always. faster than your brother when you were kids? Well, you can catch it. Here's, here's, I think it'll be faster than now. It depends. It depends what policeman was chasing. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I always think this. If, if I'm honest, uh, Dick. I'll tell you what. Dick was a very, very good technical player. Very good player. He was as good as me, if no better. The two of us were decent, more than decent, you know. As he says, uh, he could have went to Liverpool and he could have went to Leeds, but he just didn't want him. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> and uh, no, but Dick was a very good player, a very very good player. Scored a lot of goals actually. Scored more goals than I did. I think between us, we scored a couple of hundred goals at youth level. So was Dick a forward? No, he was. A, no, he was a midfield stroke centre half. And uh, but no, he was a, a very good technical player. I loved the way he passed the ball. I mean, Barry Sellers was a good passer. Yeah, yeah. But what do you? But Dick was a great uh, passer. So, but uh, him and I. I mean, I go back a lot, I mean, I played in a lot of times. I remember one game in particular, Dick Kenny always looked after me, eh? I couldn't, be, but I couldn't tackle a fish supper, right? But I remember we were playing at Hibs, and, uh, what's his name? Why, oh, Jackie McNamara, senior. Yeah. And uh, he took me at, by the heart, he took me at the halfway line, halfway up there, and just scythed me and do, right? And I went, and I just got up, and I was just about to go, Christ, come on, Rafe, and the next thing I saw was Dick, Getting sent off, <laughs> <laughs> so that could run up twenty yards and smack them. <laughs> so anyway, that was Dick. <laughs> we can the stories we can tell. Uh, Keep going, my life. They can't do it. He told us one time when we were with him that, that 
he claims anyway that the pair of you, because of the twin thing, you've got some kind of psychic ability. Now we weren't oh. buying it, but <laughs> you can. There was a long, there was long, that. there was long spells. I think he's probably right. The uh, he uh, loads and loads of times I would lift up the phone and I'd go, "All right, Dick." You know, that's the truth. You know, you just knew it was Dick. And, and to this day, that happens, back and forward. Now it's Barry. No, no, no. I laughed. I laughed. I remember Chick Young was doing an interview with Dick, you know, about 20 years ago. And I thought uh, I thought Dick came away with a one-liner, which was absolutely fantastic. I couldn't believe it. I was roaring and laughing because Chick had said to him, Oh, yes, Pinky says, is there, is, there a, is there a bit psychic? You know, you know, is you guys psychic? Is there something going between you two, you dicks? Aye, he owes me a tenner next month. (laughs) 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 But no, but I did, on the pitch, well, yeah, and the the times when I did play in the reserves, the, uh, when Dick was playing, the, uh, he. (laughs) 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 What you don't got? Sorry, I reached in there. You get that, Jimmy? (laughs) (laughs) He was, uh, Dick. I'll tell you, he scored goals for the middle of the park. Aye, definitely. Aye, definitely scored goals. And I, I, a lot of genuinely, I don't know. A few times, maybe, if you know, I remember, in our breaking days, even you'd get to the byline, you just knew that it was going to be there. So from that point of view, yeah. But uh, I, I think that's all, it's all kind of changed as you get older because, you know, you're kind of, you don't spend as much time. But why, uh, why I'm still spending every minute of the day with Dick is, is beyond me <laughs> and, uh, but it's, it's great fun and obviously I love it a bit so you, sorry so you played at Dunfermline with Dick mm-hmm. and then Breakin as well yeah so you've yeah you've actually done a lot of games together oh god aye, aye. have you ever had fights on the pitch like and everybody's just standing there going brothers are going at it or? no 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 I've never uh, Dick's I've always been Kenny up front Dick's always been a defender but when uh, no, we. Uh, Is he not shouting abuse at you? Like we had a great one. We we had some great stories. Yeah, breaking breaking was a great club. Because when we went there as as players, uh, they were you know it was just fantastic. And the board and the committee at breaking and the players and Charlie Dunn. Charlie Dunn took me from. Uh, he's the funniest guy I've ever met. I just I mean I think I just burst out laughing. He took me to breaking because I was going to college and university and all that shit, right? And uh, <laughs> so. But and he managed to come to my house one night, uh, half past ten at night, and managed to get the same for a breaking, you know, for Christ's sake. Can you just tell the young alters that they should be going to college and not? No, no, no. Pink says it's shite, mum. No, no, no. Successful <laughs> businessman. <laughs> no, but you just had to do it, eh? But, uh, well, I always remember when I went through there, uh, I remember I was a kind of student at Glasgow, I just loved it, of course. Dick, he's never a real girl in cow meeting. So I took him and John Ritchie through there and we were playing the uh, the Rangers tenants tournament and we got knocked out in the first round. So I took them for a curry <laughs> and we're all there and uh, so John Ritchie, he's sadly no longer with us in big Patsy and, and Dick and the photos were all sitting there. So I ordered four Buna lambs. Buna lamb curry, you know, the white rice with with the boon alarm and everything so I'm getting written about this curry and Dick's sitting <laughs> I said what's wrong you know what and he says I wouldn't put that down to my dog <laughs> so and then I said no Dick it's great <laughs> this is the god's honest truth so he took a spoonful right and he went Whoa! and he took the floors out the bars and <laughs> took the floors out the bars and skipped it back right? <laughs> oh no 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 Aye, oh, great, great. Oh, I can tell you a million stories about uh, Dick. I'm sure he can do the same. Uh, the thing is, with Dick, he just kind of makes his own stories up. Ah, we know that. We know that. <laughs> just again, on, on the day, yeah. <laughs> but no, sorry, you get back to Brecon with some great days. And when I, I went to Brecon, and Dick went to Ross County, we were at Dunfermline together, I went, I went to Brecon, then Dick, I was at Brecon. And a poor season that year, I think it was only about 22. But uh, he gets, so Dick, so Dick came back from Ross County and joined us, uh, and joined us, and we had some great days, we great days, and uh, he was some boy, boy, Ian Stewart, Ian, right, Ian Stewart, the manager, uh-huh. ex-manager, oh, just a great boy, he's a great boy, I still keep in contact with him, I remember, 
Dick was the Mr. Hardman, you know. And uh, so he kicked, uh, Ian Stewart was refereeing a game one night, and Dick didn't like his decision. And so Dick turned and kicked the ball over the hedge, you know, beach hedge at Brecon. So the game all stopped, and everyone went quiet. And Stewart said, Right, you get and get that ball. He says, No. Stewart says, No. We find a week's wages then. Huh? He said, Get that ball. He says, No. We find two weeks ages then. And of course, we were all, all getting around him saying, <laughs> this is getting tasty. And he said, Dick, get him, get that. Better get that ball. Get that hedge. And Dick went, Nah. He says, You'll find three weeks. <laughs> and of course, we were getting out of hand. And he says, Right, the last time. You better go and get that ball. <laughs> he saw Dick going, All right then. <laughs> and he says, But I'm not doing it the next time. <laughs> You yeah. ended up, did you not end up the record goal scorer at, at the I, I was the, uh, yeah, did I? I had scored, aye. And uh, I had a fantastic Missed game. appearances and all, I think, didn't no, it? No, I had it, and they got the, the, uh, player of the, got a few, few years. What do, think, what do you think the situation they're in now? I think it's, I was disappointed, but I know uh, Craig and Kevin and the manager, and all, they're doing great now. They're on their way up. How they got themselves in that position, yeah. they'll, they'll only know they're yeah. good people who are running that club. And uh, But they kind of maybe lost their way a little. And uh, Because it was only, what, a few years ago, I remember, right, they were in the... Uh, oh, they just went down the uh, leagues, did they? They're just a fabulous, <coughs> fabulous football club. Uh, we just love them at best. But I think they're on their way back now, guys. Yeah. I oh, they're winning the league. They're flying, eh? They're flying, so and I hope... Well, Spoonie follows them, so they must be flying. Uh, brilliant. And I hope that uh, they can continue and continue and do uh, lick their wounds and get on it. I think they will. They said they have play lower, the, the East Lower League, is that right? They've oh, they got to play the winner the lower. Ah, yeah, ah. It's a tough thing I know. to get up. Oh, is that a Bonnie League or something at the moment? Is it a dick, eh? No, not Bonnie League in the League 2. It's a... Uh, no idea. I think it's uh, it's not the uh, no, it's not unlikely like that. I, don't I, I, I can't imagine. Sure. Sure. I didn't mean it was born. No, I think they're doing doing well, yeah. and then fourth for they're on their way up as well, which is mm. tremendous. So, and then you know, I, I love all the Angus teams. I love beating them anyway. Part of him interest. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean that. There's a rivalry. Oh, you need, you need it. It is great to hear them in the same league okay, no. for, for, for all that derbies and everything. It is good that I know here just for bragging rights. Uh, <laughs> it's not easy. Guys. It's not easy for for all clubs because uh, you know they've got to work within their own budgets and they've got to work within their own infrastructure. And but our growth, I can I'm only interested in our growth, and uh, our growth the way the uh, the whole club. Uh, under Mike's chairmanship and the board and everything it's just been fabulous oh it's been they've done fantastic fabulous <coughs> and the fans as well I think the whole club and then, then but in a lot of ways though indirectly it puts you under more pressure because you go up there and everybody's having a fantastic time and there's over 2,000 there you feel you're kind of letting them down that's why I never talked to anybody for about three days after it because uh-huh. I just hate getting beat just not uh, I hate getting beat I hate getting beat I'm really bad when, uh, when we don't play well, I'm like that as a golfer. But when you if you play well and, and do your stuff in the way, I can live with that. I'm yeah. still crap. But when we're, this season, like the players and like everyone, we've had to stomach far too many disappointments. But that won't happen again. I think it must be one of the the hardest jobs in the world to work for. They have to hear to get an after match speak when you've been beating them I'm not thinking it's, I'd like that too much it's probably the wrong time as well because you're emotional after yeah. the game I've got, I've got like to that. take my hat off to Dick uh, he's better than me at these things And uh, but I'll tell you what he's just you get on the same way all the time guys but something you can, you can sense his little disappointment but I mean for me I'm taking my life but Dick's brilliant you know he'll go into the boardroom he'll go into the opposition managers and he's and I tend to certainly be talk to the manager, but he'll come in and do the press, whereas you, the last thing in the world does. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I like to get things things through, you know. But uh, in fairness to Dick, with the press, and you know, I think he's fabulous. How do how do you cope with it, with it, with your nephews coming in and you the four? Is that is football spoken a lot when you're all together? The, I, the, I think so. That's a good question, baby. <laughs> I'm not just here for my fan. <laughs> Say Scotty Stark and 
<laughs> he gets no I'll tell you it's really interesting though because without boring the pants of everyone you know, well it's like my two sons are the manager and what do you call it and the coach at Kroskis and when I talk to them and listen to them it's just like listening to us they've been brought up they're good they're good at what they do and Ian and Paul and Richard's boys when you talk to them it's like talking. It's like it's like it's the same lingo. It's the same language. They still believe in the same things. Fighting for your mark, getting close in the middle of the park, and and uh, it's not yet. It's, and I'll tell you nothing, dude. I'm sure Dick says the same. The uh, if I was to send anybody a game in Scotland, I'd send anyone a day five because they're quite objective. Sure, I do, I do. Right. And so when I you with that, but now and again you've got to put them back in their place, eh? Because I mean, <laughs> what they done, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. Honestly, what do the wives do at Christmas? Or do they say no football talk. Oh no, no, no <laughs> chance. You just get a wee through the other room, eh? Honestly, his mother went. You know, you got everybody there and, and whatever. But uh, no, you you just want to you just want to talk football. Okay. I know that you're quite modern with your training methods. I mean, Dick saying that you can you take on these modern things. Does that come for a wee bit for the? For your sons and, and nephews, that are, uh, no. is that just you, yourself? It's like that. I think so. I don't know if you don't mind me saying so. I think you've got, always got to remain relevant, yeah. And uh, I've, I'm like that anyway as a, as a person. But uh, it's a really interesting point, that. But you see, Two, God, it's, uh, it's you see, like say, in the past, the backgrounds that Dick and I have come from, kind of coaching backgrounds, where you break the game down and you're working in zones and you're doing different things. We don't do that anymore. The game's, the game's changed. You know, one, you're working with better players, fitter players, better players, so you've got to adapt. I mean, the science that we've got at our club is tremendous. No, with Craigie and Kevin, and, and so we know, and you know, you're, you're looking at a breakdown of uh, passes and non-passes. So their whole approach has changed. It has to change. I mean, they're away home with their own training programs and all the rest of it now. But so no, what I would say, but nowadays it's just not like that at all. And I think, if you don't mind me saying so, I, I think that one thing that emanates from Dick, I suppose, myself and John and Rob and that help him a lot. But uh, everybody wants to play for you. Right, in the minute, see when we when we are see our games. Ah, the minute we the minute uh, we go we start a game and we're really poor for half an hour at the time. I'll look at myself and say, like, move on. But that never happens. We get beat, but you can't really. You you, you watch the way we start the game. We start the game as good as anyone, and that tells you that the players are focused. The players are on top of what they're doing, and that's a lot to do with Dick. And, uh, and he is good at what he does, although it pain, pains me to say so. But you don't like to give him compliments, eh? But uh, that being said, as I said to you, it's a long-winded answer, but the, the ch- you have to be... My, my approach uh, to training now is totally different than it was 10 or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was at Dunfermline for all these years, and then 10 years with Dick at Dunfermline. And uh, my ideas on coaching were uh, totally different. Now, it's, you, you don't need to do as much. The game's much more intensive and the individual players are much more technical and uh, it's about getting them motivated and gelling into a team, you know. Having said that, going back, I mean, it was great this afternoon because I was working with these boys technically and you don't get a chance to do that uh, a lot. Maybe that's where the full-timers... It's <laughs> we've often thought about because you don't get enough time to, to spend with them to do the individual coaching sessions that were that perhaps you, you think they're needing. There we go. Mm-hmm. What uh, memories have you got from your time when you were here as a player? Oh, God, that didn't last long. The, uh, I, was, I was here for a year as a player. I think I scored one goal and scored, uh, we played one game. I mean, the, the team. That's a good hit. The only I would say, guys, because I've got fond memories, the only I would say there, I was in that transition phase where you know, I was going to Jordan Hall, I was going to university and all that stuff. And uh, my, my head was stuck up my backside. I was more interested in playing squash, you know. Yeah. But I just, and I thought I was a, a decent player, but there was no way I could get squash that. or? <laughs> but uh, I think, but no, the, the team the team picks itself, guys. Come on, they were a great team. Jimmy Bone, Fletcher, Cargills, the Sellers. Ah, there's no way, I was on the bench. You know, they, they called me the judge. I was on the bench every week. But then uh, I couldn't get a game, uh, but 
Wally Matheson, the left back, and oh, just great players. Derek Rylands, Rylands right. just good, good players. John, they were all better players than me. There have been some camaraderie because that's a, a bunch of characters in there aye, that you've mentioned. Aye, that's right. Well, because but when I look back then, I can remember travelling away with the reserves and midweek games and everything, and I didn't enjoy that. But I remember doing it so. I, because I was on the, the, the I, I, I even remember then saying to myself see my biggest challenge is managing the players that are no playing I do that for Dick and Dick's conscious of that as well but when I look back then you were right you, you picked the team and it was up and there were 12 players the rest of them get away and do what you want yeah. you know, well, there's a lot to be said for reserves like, so Jenga I suppose it's negative that the reserves league's gone there's no, I, there's I, no think so. I think so. I think so that you've got to, you've got to get to, this is a different story with regard to uh, reserves and reserve team. I don't think reserve teams uh, work. I don't think they work. I don't think the clubs can afford them. Well, you know, and I don't think that uh, trying to keep all these boys happy, uh, it's just incredibly difficult. I mean, that's why you talk about sizes of pools of players. Right, we've got 21 players now. And I think for the first time, we've, we'll go, so we'll have players not on the bench. Now, that's not easy to, yeah, to right. manage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is what I always think. I mean, I look at these teams and I, think, I can thank you one or two teams in the Premier League where know, many players have got. So I don't know how the Celtics and the Rangers do that. But uh, they, uh, but, no, it's good. It's a... Uh, it's uh, it's it's just something that, and so when you think about, it, we've got guys that we've got to organise games for them. The boys that are not playing, they've got to play regularly, and uh, so we do it you kind know, of once a month and bring junior teams and that into play rather than playing the reserves because you kind of keep them all happy. Yeah. Uh, you, you, your whole talk tonight's been a lot about players and how much they mean to you and good players mm. and that. And I'm not going to ask you with it. I'm going to ask you just forget about our growth football club for a wee minute. Who's the best professional football player you've ever worked with, coaching, etc.? And 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 tell us why if you don't mind. I've worked with. Well, there's somebody. You must be somebody that you've coached that you've just thought's been the, the ultimate professional. And loads of them. Part of Barry Sellers, obviously. <laughs> loads of them. Yeah, loads of them. Loads of them. I think this will surprise you because I've been fortunate to play with some really really good players in my time, and uh, but. I think maybe the best way to go about this, uh, <coughs> Alan, is to look at pound for pound. And uh, this will surprise you, but one of the probably best ones that Dick and I is a big Chris Templeman, Sonny. Mm. So Sonny played for us for 14 years at Dunfermline, at Brecon, at Forfar, and he never gave us one single bit of bother. Turned up a train, <coughs> did his train, and all the rest of it. So he wasn't the greatest player, although he can, he's a fantastic footballer. In terms of pound for pound, then we sold them to uh, Morton for 100 grand. And I think we brought them back for a quarter of that or something like that. But, uh, so, no, so boys like that spring to mind for me. And, we, and we've got, uh, we, we've got virtually all our team. You know, and the boys have been with us over the last, right from day one, mm. you know, Goldie, McKenna, Tam, Ricky, these boys, they're just fantastic players. Now, as you know, when you look back at our, you know, our relative history, we've got there's just a, a fucking plethora of players mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. fall into that category. But the thing is, they wouldn't be there though if they didn't. Ah, true. Because that's one thing that we we uh, that's one thing. You see, the uh, management's about getting the best out of the available resource you've got at your disposal, and uh, we own it. We we owe it to ourselves that if guys. They've got a poor attitude, and just uh, doesn't work. Attitude's about the only thing you get for nothing. I, the reason I asked that question is because I, I had a parent ask me, because his son's quite good at football, mm -hmm. but he doesn't think he'll ever be a, a pro. Uh, and he's saying, should he stick in or, or what oh, should he do? Uh, great question. And so, what do you, how do you answer that? Well, it, it was it was really uh, quite interesting because John Ritchie was our closest friend. And he was the youth coach at Dunfermline, uh, right? And he's a, just a fantastic guy, but he let go of my son. And, and then he told him that he wasn't good enough. 
So when that was a hard one for John <laughs> to come into my house <laughs> and free Alistair, who's my best pal, and uh, but I respected him for it. You know, uh, I actually didn't think he was right, but you respected him for it. So I think that uh, it's it's never it's never ever easy to manage people. The, to manage and the minute you think the minute you think that you've arrived and you can uh, manage people uh, the better you know I, I always remember telling my son to fire someone once and uh, but he went white as a sheet and uh, but to be fair the type of person I am and the type of company we are that we had gone from here to the end of the earth to look after this person and the person was just a foot just a not aye but and I always remember saying to him that the, Alan, the minute you, the minute you have a wee smirk on your face about fire and, or discipline and people you, you, you're not a man so I think that it's the same in the football world it's in Dick's Dick's a prime example of this we're all human we all love uh, football players and we just and I must admit that's a side of Dick that people don't understand it, you know, he, he maybe comes across as if he's fully bravado and all this type of carry on, but Dick's the nicest person you've ever met in your life. Although he doesn't come across that way, necessarily, but Dick is a, a truly, truly, truly human guy, like you've never seen. He's a, if he's got something to say, and, and I admire him for this, he'll say it. But underneath it all, on reflection, he's... he's, he's Fantastic at managing people. It's horrible to say that. Yeah. There's no malice there. He's just being <clears throat> no, honest. And, aye. Yeah. And that, and sometimes seems that's. It's, you, you, I think you see it's funny because Dick amazes me because see all the referees. I mean, I, but this is what happens on a Saturday. When we, I don't know if you notice this, but when we go to the game on a Saturday, the sunside linesman usually comes up and says, "Ian, we keep these boys in order today." Because it's like being handcuffed to a couple of lunatics, eh? you know? And uh, and obviously I leave it with me, I'll sort it out. And so Dick and Rob and John, they're just fantastic guys. And young, yeah, they'll be shouting at the referees and all these And Dick gets sent off everywhere, as you know. But I'll tell you what, one of the things that's amazed me is that the, virtually every single referee that retires gets Dick to speak at their dinner. Right? <laughs> so that says it all. Because they all, they all respect him. You know, even a low, but he's totally and utterly out of order, nine times out of ten, isn't he? And yet, but the the, the, the referees admire, I think, his honesty. Uh, he doesn't, you know, <laughs> but he's... He he's doesn't say much in interviews after games, and he never attacks referees, so, you no. know what I mean? He's very no. respectful that way. No, no, he's... He the moment on the pitch, yeah, no. but afterwards... No, he's not perfect, that's for sure. There's not a lot of us are. No, true. <laughs> Who's been your own biggest influence? <coughs> in football or on, on you on football or squash up to you I know no, just running around but no I don't I think Bert Payton's been a, a big influence maybe and he's just a, he's a fabulous man and he's your uh, you know how you don't judge people by their abilities to communicate you judge them by their, their, their abilities to listen and Bert's a classic example of that. he's just a fantastic listener and uh, and he's funny He's seriously funny. I've had uh, a couple of stories there that I think I'd get thrown in jail. But uh, he's... Uh, just one then. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just a funny, funny guy. But I'll tell you, but he's... And you see, and Dick will tell you too, nah, when we were at Dunfermline there for about 10 years or whatever, and uh, Bert doesn't say much, right? And uh, he... Uh, because he listens. What he does say is important, right? And uh, but what do you come by? Uh, Derek McInnes tells a I'll tell you a quick story. Derek tells a great story, and uh, it was true too. We were playing in Bears fine. We were playing Rangers, and uh, he's staying and uh, I think it was Eddie Cunnington. I'm not sure, but I think it was the left back, right? And Loudrop was turning them inside, outside, inside, outside, inside, outside all the first half and so Bert was talking to him at half time and he was going hey, yes, yes, yes. and then just 10 minutes into the second half Derek was on the bench and Derek walked past the dugout right and just as he walked by the dugout Bert uh, Loudrop had 
not made and turn Eddie Cunnington inside out again and just and just is in that bear going to Dougie she's Eddie do you know what Scotch sport <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah, when Derek was telling me that story he just absolutely I just summed him up you know? and, uh, but his ability to listen and then come oh, in terms of seas operationally in the middle of the park so so you come in at half time you get a, a little time to sort things out because it might be tactically yeah. they're outnumbering you or giving you width or whatever but it's fantastic and that's his ability to be see the problem you'd always, always grab me in the dug because Dick was always up the stand he'd always grab me and say what do you think Pink and I'll say oh I think you should oh F off <laughs> because and it just shows you the frustration he was going through you know but he was just fabulous we had um, Nubly on our podcast, remember? Mm-hmm. And he told us a story about you and Dick. Because we says, what's it like at half-time? Because he just signed. And he says, at one half-time, you just went in and you and Dick just had a rollabout fight. Aye. And that was it. Aye, yeah. And it. then he went out, and then <laughs> went out in the second half and, and Nubly oh, said to everybody, is that is that the half-time talk? <laughs> oh, that, is that a true story? Yeah? That is a true story. But the, the same sort of story was, uh, this was about four years ago when we'd, we'd carried out the whole pre-season. And, uh, and Dick, for some reason, wasn't he? Well, we were playing Montrose. I think we beat them 4-0, which was fairly standard practice. Right? <laughs> and, uh, Get it off uh, Sorry, Shirley. And, uh, but the thing is, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't like that. But, so, but we came in, and Dick, and Dick came in, and he, he says, Oh, Pink, you take the team talk today. And I went, all right. It's not like Dick, you know. So I said, right, I'll tell you what, it's a local derby. Come on, let's get the boxing gloves out. Come on, let's go toe-to-toe. Come on. <laughs> Remember, you know, just go, when you're attack, attack quick. When you're, when you're not defend well and all the rest of it, and I'm doing this. And I went, Guffer, up oh, you come here, let's go toe-to-toe. So Dick came up and he was toe-to-toe to me, and I was talking to Blair. I said, Remember, attack quick, but defend together and everything. And as I was saying that, Dick smacked me right in the face. <laughs> right? <laughs> right down in the ground. And then I went right down in the ground and uh, and I can always remember wrestling with Dick in the ground. But when I looked up, the players were all just putting their boots in the ring on the ring. <laughs> <laughs> they were just, they were saying, I'll just leave the two to get on with you know? It's all idiots. <laughs> but, uh, no. Coming up, coming up to the back end here, um, I know you listen to the podcast all the time, Pink, but, so you'll know that this is coming, but we've got this, the best chant around the dressing oh, room yeah, competition at the uh. moment. Uh, as a player, it's probably still Bobby Lynn that's, oh, uh, ah, Bobby, you know, Bobby, that's, that's, that's the standout winner so far, but uh, do, you, do you care to take him on here? No, really, but Bobby's uh, standing in the dark in Southampton, trying to get to Holland or France. The man in the mic said, you gotta go back, you know, they didn't even give us a chance. Christ, you know it ain't easy. <laughs> you know how hard it can be, join in. <laughs> the way things are going, they're going to crucify me. Trying to get a plane into Paris, honeymooning down by the sand. In old brown corsair, you can make it okay. You can get married in Gibraltar and Spain. Christ, you know it ain't easy. You know how hard it can be. The way things are going, they're going to crucify me. <laughs> oh, I think you might knock Bobby off there. Bobby Lynn, you've been pumped. Nice one, dudes. That was brilliant, Pink. Thank you very much. Easy, peeps. Last thing, we'll finish it off. Jimmy always has a quiz for whoever's on here, so it's his now infamous quiz. This has got nothing to do with me and him, by the way. Well, come on. Yeah, it's just a quiz, a bit of fun. (coughs) Usually it's uh, he shoots his scores, isn't it? That's it, yep. He shoots his scores, so it's five questions, like a penalty shootout. Right. See how many you get. It's really easy this week, so you shouldn't have really messed this one up, I don't think. I think the highest score at the moment, I think everybody's scored five. Pretty much. Pretty Pretty much. much. We're very... um, I'm dreading these questions. We're very lenient. Right, question one. What ball has a value of six points at snooker? Uh, Pink. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Unbelievable. Um, Question two. What um, colour was Scotland's... 2016 17 away. What do you think? Jesus. It's incredible, man. You must be panicking about the third question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I do it. I'm not looking forward to this. That's a tough one. Right. 
What American, no, not <laughs> what American female artist is famous for the hit song "Get the Party Started"? Pink. She's great. Jesus, man, you follow her, do you? I do. Aye. God, you're a good man. <laughs> oh, dear, quick, dear, quick, survey that. When I had an office in Dundee, and Pink was a uh, Pink, you know, the singer. She was yeah. performing at the Caird Hall, yeah. and I, of course, I've got Pink on my number plate. I don't know if you know that, but I was outside the office. I came outside the office, and there was camera men there. They were expecting to see Pink. It was only me. It was only me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It's true. Oh, no, oh, what, no. What a let do for them. <laughs> I know, it was. We've only got two to go. I think you know where this is going. What was Steve Buscemi's character called in the movie Reservoir Dogs? Oh, I'm not know. sure, but can I guess? We'll take a guess. I'll we'll take, yeah, we'll take a guess. Pink. Mr. Pink. Unbelievable. Mr. Pink, aye. Right, this is the easiest question, so... You Are you sure? You'll get this one. <laughs> What do you call the finger furthest from the thumb on a human hand? Oh, it's a pinky. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Five out of five. I'll tell you. Bradley Walsh, you're no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, fair play to Pink for answering that there, Blake. Aye. Well done. Thanks, guys. Pink, thank you so much for giving us your time tonight. Uh, I'm sure the fans will love it. I'm sure it's given them another bit of insight in, in, in particularly how that the transfer market works and how far ahead you're looking. Mm-hmm. Um, to the fans, if there's anyone even half thinking about not turning up on Saturday, please, please come. We need all the support we can get for Saturday's game against Cove. It's going to be an absolute belter, I think. Um, so no matter the weather, get yourself up there. There's still spaces, I think, on some of the buses. I'll hate to predict my score now since I'm not on social media anymore. All right. So I will go for a little one a one bros McKenna, thirty-nine minutes. There we go. But put that on because obviously I'm not on social media anymore. Crazy fool. <laughs> <laughs> We'll tell you why in a minute. No, no, brilliant. Thank you very much, yeah, Pink. Thank me. you, Pink. Uh, for me, I just want to announce uh, we're, we're in talks with a new sponsor, which is British Airways Farmer. <laughs> Ain't getting no plane. Anything <laughs> from you? No. Good night, guys. Good night. God bless. We'll see you Saturday. Take care. Thanks, guys.